Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. An entire generation of people grew up with the Vietnam War looming so large. In so many ways, it was a tragic, pointless, futile endeavour, like lots of war. For that generation of Australians, night after night on the TV news, we'd see the bombs seemingly endlessly dropped, the combat, the carnage. My next guest was living under the bombs. And when he was 18, Ung Nguyen was conscripted into the Vietnamese army and ultimately saw firsthand the horrors of the Cambodian killing fields. He was then captured by the Khmer Rouge, tortured and lived in a Thai refugee camp for five years. After all that, his journey to Christian faith and his story of restoration is quite simply a miracle. Ong Nguyen is now a pastor at the Jesus Family Centre in Cabramatta and he's just written a book called I'm a New Creation and he joins us now on Open House. Ong, welcome. Thank you. Thanks very much for coming in. Can I start by asking you why you called your book I'm a New Creation? Because that's my life. When I became a Christian and then in the Bible say Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 say, if anyone who is in Christ the old has gone, the new has come. That inspired me to uh, write the title of the book. Especially considering all of what you've been through and beginning at your childhood, which was a troubled childhood. Can you tell us about your early life? Uh, my childhood is terrible. So when I was born, actually, in Vietnam, in the war, things like bombing, I can remember to the, uh, to the last breath of my life. Because it's the moment of bombing and the noise and the earth soups, everything is still in my head. And the fear? Of course, the fear. Uh, when I, uh, that first time I said, we have to run away from the home, and actually, it's my mum actually just had to cover all of us. And you went on to be, as I said, recruited in the Vietnamese army? In 1975, the civil war is gone, but Vietnam go into another war. That's called Indochina War yes. with the Vietnam and China, and also Vietnam with Cambodia. You lost loved ones. I lost my my best friend when I was ten, but at the same time in 1972, that my older brother, the B-52 bombing into his campus, uh, it wasn't killing him instantly, but he was sick, and he died a few years after. What did that do to you, and what did that do to your family? It's very hard for my parents. It takes a, a lot of money and energy from them because we didn't have much money. Uh, so my father and my mother have to sell everything that they have at home so they can buy medicine for him. But medicine didn't help. Did it make you angry? It did. Uh, because my father have to leave home to buy medicine for him. So mom have to go to work in a collective farm so I actually have to care of my older brother. So every time I saw him, and I upset and angry, angry. Your time in the Vietnamese army, was that a time when you feared for your life? Uh, when I was in the Vietnamese army and we sent to Cambodia, of course, every one of us have fear. None of us want to face with danger. So you have to go beyond your fear. And then you were captured by the Khmer Rouge. Yes, in one, one of the uh, journey there, and then we were ambushed. Did you come close to losing your life? Many times over. I can feel the bullets, you know, zipping all over the place. Wow. 
I know that if I just step out of that rock on that tree, I could be killed instantly. How did the Khmer Rouge treat you as oh, a prisoner? Khmer Rouge is uh, famous for their brutality. So they treat me worse than an animal. They torture me for two reasons. One is revenge. But with information, it needs more systematic. Because torture, so every time I look at my hand here, it's the mark in here, the mark in there. Actually, it's the mark of torture. So every time I look at this, it's reminding me a moment of my life. So you were taken from the Khmer Rouge by the Red Cross in the end. Where were you taken to? Uh, After the Khmer Rouge prison, they took me to Thailand. And because I came to Thailand without passport, so it meant I have to go to the prison by Thai military prison as well. But you eventually made it to a refugee camp. Yes. And that made you happy. That's true. Yes. That's Uh, rather surprising for us to hear that. But that was a good thing for your life. Yes, because once you live under the Khmer Rouge prison for two monsoon seasons, it's just like hell in there. Yes. And they would torture you any time. And of, of course, I was tortured by the Thai military. How angry were you through all this and as a result of all this? Mm-hmm. And thinking about those who were killed in the prisons, I did get very angry. This time, was the anger burst. I don't know where it's come from. It was in the refugee camp where you started to think about religion. Yes. I just want to know why I survived. I went to the Buddhist temple because as a Vietnamese, Buddhism is our religion, so I just want to follow it. This time I befriended with the Buddhist monk in the camps and I just posed the question. I just want to know why did I survive and what is the purpose of my surviving? So the, uh, the monk just say because of your karma... But that doesn't work to me because I saw millions of Cambodians being killed and a lot of my friends being killed. They are good men. So that karma doesn't work to me. But the Bible did connect with you. Yes, and then later on when uh, I was bored with everything, we start interested to few girls and girls come to our home. I start to think, oh, we should buy paper to make the world paper to look good for girls. We didn't want to spend money to buy paper. Uh, one day I came back from work, I saw people give out free Bible. So I said, oh, I can take that one as a wallpaper for us. So I went to the Seventh-day Adventist church and asking a friend, say, I, got, I need two Vietnamese Bible to read for the boys. And uh, he gave it to me, and we went home. So four of us, we tear two Bible. So actually, we used the Bible as wallpaper. So in the book, I mentioned about one um, noon is too hot for me to sleep. And then I just turned all over in my bed, and then suddenly I yeah, I better read about this. So I read exactly from the book, Ecclesiastes, chapter 11, verse 9. Basically, the Bible says, young man, enjoy your life, but remember, God will judge you. And that brings my fear. God just take hold of my heart. Because there's a matter whatsoever, human being always remember the supreme being. Hmm. Only when I was accepted by Australian and came to this country, thanks God for the church. And my friends are 
And now I marry her, Lynn. She often come in and visiting us in Cabramata. So she invited us to come to the church. So now you're a husband and a father of two and a pastor of a church. Yes. Does that surprise you that you find yourself after all of what you've been through? It's, that's where you are now. It totally surprised me. I yes. never expect to live, you know, beyond Kamaruch prison. I never expect to go to Thailand. I never expect to become a good man. I never expect to become a Christian. But nowadays, after all of this, I become a Christian. I'm a father, a husband, and a pastor. Every day in my life, I still feel surprised. That's why I thanks for, for, to God. Ung Nguyen, it's been a great privilege to meet you and hear your story. The book is I Am a New Creation, and uh, they have a Facebook page called New Creation Book, one word. And we'll post the details up on our Open House Community Facebook page. Ung, thanks very much indeed for joining us. Thank you, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.